I promise I won't sing the homily. Uh, but today is a day of great joy, brothers and sisters, and that is why we sing. For the Spirit moves us to cry out as children of the Father. My dear brothers and sisters, especially our, our candidate and our catechumens, our catechumen. Tonight, as we celebrate the vigil of the Feast of Pentecost, you will receive a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you are here tonight, surrounded by your family and friends and the entire church, points already to your desire for God. The desire for God that you have has manifested itself over the course of these many weeks in many different ways. You've spent time reflecting on what it means to be a disciple. One who follows after the Lord Jesus and who witnesses to His love for the world. You've learned a lot about the faith. And I hope that you recognize that all of this learning that you've done flows from and returns to your relationship with the Lord. No doubt, brothers and sisters, in the course of the RCAA classes, you've raised some difficulties and encountered some doubts. And though perhaps even at this point not every problem has been completely solved, you've reached a point now where you desire full initiation into the mysteries. That is, into incorporation into the mystery of the passion, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord, which we celebrate again tonight. You've ardently desired this day, even more so perhaps because of the delay imposed upon us and its delay is not insignificant for your journey with the Lord. I'm confident that the Lord has used this pandemic, this time of waiting, in some way to purify you. Perhaps by allowing you to exercise that desire for the sacraments and your hope for them, you'll receive them more fruitfully, brothers and sisters. But there's something even more astounding tonight for all of us, brothers and sisters. Your desire for the Lord, your desire for these sacraments, while surely being yours, nevertheless points to the Lord's desire, the Lord's love for each one of you. You see, fundamentally, Christianity, the mystery into which you'll be fully incorporated by baptism or confirmation and then receiving the Eucharist tonight is not the story of humanity's quest for God, but rather God's quest for a wayward, broken, and fragmented humanity to make us whole and to raise us to new life with Him. To put it more simply, brothers and sisters, you thirst for God. But you would not do so if God had not already thirsted for you. We've heard in tonight's readings, in fact, 
the, the very liturgy itself helps us to exercise our desire because we had several readings. And we heard in those readings pieces of the story, pieces of the history of God's actions to bring humanity, to bring you and I back to Him. Tonight that story continues as God comes to you in a special manner through these sacraments of baptism and confirmation my brothers and sisters, who will be confirmed or baptized. And to all of us in the communion of the Eucharist. Our first reading from Genesis really sets the stage for this. This drama that we encounter. It teaches us that we cannot fulfill our desire for God through, many, through any merely human undertaking. Such a project like the Tower of Babel is doomed to failure. And in fact, see how twisted the desire has become in the hearts of those working on the tower. Let us make a name for, the, for ourselves, they say. In our pride sometimes, we exalt ourselves in the place of God. We believe ourselves, brothers and sisters, sometimes to be self-sufficient. And the result of that, as we see in that story, is that humanity is fragmented and scattered. We're torn apart from one another, and interiorly also, we're torn apart. Perhaps we've seen a bit of a type of Babel, a type of the Babel story replayed before us in these last days of this pandemic, when for some mysterious reason, God has seen sufficient to allow our idolatrous illusions of control to be shattered. To remind us that we must depend on Him. The living water which will quench our thirst is nothing other than God Himself. We groan within ourselves, brothers and sisters, as we await the redemption of our bodies. We await the wholeness which God promises. God wishes to dwell within your hearts to satisfy your heart's deepest desire. He wants you to be supremely happy with Him forever. He is the fulfillment of all of your desires. Communion with Him is happiness. And this communion will be complete finally when we see Him face to face in heaven. See, this, this time of waiting, this time that's been imposed upon us because of this pandemic, teaches us once again that God works even when we don't completely understand what He's doing. Honestly, though, what better circumstances to recognize our need for Him. We don't like to necessarily admit our dependence upon one another or upon another at all. But this is the message that we proclaim to the world tonight, all of us, when you and I profess the faith. When you make those promises, brothers and sisters, when you say, I do believe, you're saying that you need God. We're saying that we need God and that God is a good Father who comes in search of a fragmented humanity. 
He comes thirsty to give us water. All of us tonight, we submit ourselves to a mystery. A mystery that we don't completely understand, but that we accept through the gift of faith. And by accepting that mystery, we reveal God's love for the world. We reveal His love for you, for me, and for each human being. Thus, what will happen in just a few moments, brothers and sisters, is the action of Christ working through the Spirit to reveal this love once again. Indeed, as Jesus said in the Gospel today, rivers of living water will flow tonight. Today is a meeting of thirsts. God's thirst for you and your thirst for God. Yet, even now, while we are in the valley, God wishes us to begin to live a heavenly life. By baptism, we are raised to a new life with Him. We already possess the first fruits of the Spirit in the words of St. Paul. The life we live is a prelude, a beginning of eternal life. For those of you who will be baptized, Edgar, where are you at? Edgar, you'll be raised to a new life today. You begin to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, your human nature will be freed from the misery of sin. You will put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus you'll be truly a co-heir with Christ. You'll be made a son in the Son. For all who will be confirmed tonight, you'll be made capable of actively witnessing Christ's love to the world according to the special sealing of the Holy Spirit that you receive. And for all of us, brothers and sisters, all of us who will receive the Eucharist, we will also have a type of Pentecost tonight. A Pentecost which nourishes, a coming of the Spirit which nourishes us and sustains us in the continued life of grace giving us that ability to love as Christ loved us. You see, all of the diverse actions of the Spirit whose coming we welcome today could be summed up in, in one word. Christification. And I know that's a fancy word. But it just means making Christ present. Making Christ present. The Holy Spirit, He makes Christ present in the sacraments of the church. And He makes Him present in you and me whenever we love as God has loved us. The Holy Spirit is active in you and I. He comes to the aid of our weakness for we don't know how to pray as we ought, but He intercedes within us with inexpressible groanings. Thus, we all receive once again living water. Within us is placed the life of grace which is not a stagnant font, brothers and sisters. Our relationship with the Lord in the Spirit is a spring with an inexhaustible source. When we drink deeply of Him, our life will be transformed. We are not made to keep this living water for ourselves. 
to do so misses something crucial. A pond becomes stagnant if it has no outlet. In quenching our thirst, brothers and sisters, God grants us another thirst. He gives us His own thirst so that others might come to know His great love through you and through I. So that they might know that He loves them and love Him in return and thereby be saved. Tonight, brothers and sisters, living water will flow. The Holy Spirit renews His church. He impels us to go to the ends of the world, proclaiming with the voice of the Savior in whose image we have been reborn, let anyone who thirsts come to Me and drink.